been traveling for the holidays and we're both back in town it's episode 11 thank god we're back in town baby come back player come back to the tune crew podcast baby come back yeah back into the tune ways yeah when are we starting Ooh, i think we started <laughs> a minute ago all right so, um, this is the podcast where we wrap up the poll. The, the poll's a big deal. I guess. Um, well, let, let's just start off by saying a lot of our, our friends and uh, Tune members and, and a, a little bit of me thought that it was a bit of a down year in music. And yeah. so maybe we should just stop listening to music altogether. Yeah, should we just... Move on to something different this year? Bowling. We'll turn Tune Group into a bowling, professional bowling podcast. Which would be great to listen to because nothing soothes like the sound of balls on wood and exploding pins. How'd you like to be a bowling scout? The person that's like, I'm going to scour the bowling leagues of America and find the best bowlers and, and, and sponsor them. So that one off Sunday that ESPN is airing bowling during football, uh, that's your guy. Write your screenplay, man. There it is. So it was a little down year for music, we feel like there wasn't, uh, I'll put it this way, we started Tune Group, we created a rating system, five O's to zero O's, Mm -hmm. and in our first year of existence, which we're nearly at, February 14th is when we launched last year, Valentine's Day. Easy to remember. There, there hasn't been a five-owed review. There was no album that came out and you were instantly like, wow, instant okay, classic. computer. No instant or, classics. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think based on the poll results, I think that bears out. Uh, so what we're going to do in this episode is to look at a little more detail of the top 10 finishers. Uh, but what I would also like to do, and Seth, you can rein me in, is to is to look deeper into the top 40. Um, every year um, before it was a, a, a public website, um, you know, I do a... I do a, a, a Outreach. A, yeah, I reach out for people to submit their, their lists, their top 10 lists with up to 10 honorable mentions. And then uh, after the first of the year, when we finish the, the tallying of the votes... Uh, one per day, we reveal the top 10. And then after number one has been revealed, then I also splat out the overall top 40, which is more than 40 because there's always a a tie for that last slot. Um, part of that is because I get the final vote and the, you know, I like to make sure that some things are represented. So there's always like, so this year, the top 40, there's, there's 45 and of those 45 by a rough count, 29 or roughly two thirds of them were featured on the site, either in a review or we reviewed their gig or we talked about them on the podcast. Uh, so the vast majority of these, uh, not surprisingly, since we are, you know, sort of self-referential, uh, have have already been been talked about. So it's pretty good coverage, though, because you know there have been a, a small pool of reviewers and mm-hmm. editors of the site, um, but we had a- almost forty people that submitted uh, their end of year polls to us. So of those forty people, you know, to to to, to we got two thirds of the albums that they 
uh, that made it to the top 40 is pretty good. Yeah, and there was 250 submissions, 250 different acts were were put on those lists. And I estimated a couple months ago when we were getting ready for this poll that, that 250 was probably the number of albums I listened to personally in this year. And so I think uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's a good look to, to say, hey, these are... These are 40 strong albums that at least had a handful of, of recommendations. Now, for me, even having listened to those shit ton of albums, uh, there are a few new discoveries that I've, I've uh, learned about uh, or, or decided to give a chance that I wouldn't have based on their recommendations from our poll submissions. New discoveries of, of artists that you hadn't listened yeah, to. Yeah, like, didn't, like, uh, discover was, your armpit or something. No, like or, yeah, or, or like uh, Guam, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt discovered his nose. <gasps> oh, you know, he's, I he was He was listening to their new Rye album and he discovered his nose. <laughs> I discovered my butt listening to Rye. Oof. In a sexy way, not not they suck. Yeah, it's hard to discover your. Actually, it isn't hard to discover your butt in a non-sexy way. Do you? So, shall we just dive in, and I'll just start, and, and I'll start sh- throwing out some highlights from the top forty before we get to the top ten. I think that we should start with the uh, honorable mentions and some of those folks that did not make the top forty. Um, let's touch on a few of those. Oh, that didn't make the top forty. Oh no, I'm sorry. I think that we should start with some of those acts that didn't make the top ten, and then we'll get in to the top ten, and we'll close this mother out with the number one album of the year, as voted on by the Tune Group uh, listeners out there. So, thirty seventh place is the last place in the top forty, and uh, there's like nine of these. Uh, that includes Anderson Pack. We talked about uh, talked about dude in the poll preview podcast mm-hmm. and you 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 caught a whiff of a rumor about Anderson Pack. I don't think we can talk about this on the awesome on the podcast. That's perfect. <laughs> Leave it there. Leave them excited. Oh, I have inside information <laughs> that I'm going to sit on because uh, I'm yeah. going to get in trouble. I love it. Really, I'm really, really tight with Anderson. You know, he's totally. like, Seth, I, I got something to tell you, but you can't tell anyone about it. And then he told me. Yeah, and then I told Matt. Anderson mm. Pack's gonna come murder you. Yeah, Anderson Pack's wanted for murder. He's on the loose. I can't say anything. So about So if you're it. listening to this podcast and Seth's dead, then <laughs> it's really weird because he usually edits it and puts it up on the internet. I think he lives in California. He names all of his albums after <laughs> beach towns there. Last seen in Beach Town, somewhere <laughs> in California. So the only one that I'll really throw out from that 37th place, that, then other than Anderson Pack, is I just want to say like I'm really glad that that uh, LMA showed up on this list because Boot Up is Boot just. Up. I just think that's like that's a song that we're gonna be be playing for years and uh, years. Hold on, how about Trip? You know that song? What the her second her single? Yeah, the second single from just as good as Boot Up. Okay, I, uh, I'm, I'll have to go back to Trip because I I've probably been just exclusively yeah booing up. It's on a wife. That's mixtape, like the so. the epitome of like a a grower of uh, of a song. And maybe as an, an artist over the course of the year. I'll tell you what the the issue with LMA that I have, though, and I'm always negative uh, here on the Tune Group podcast, is that on both the EP that originally included Boot Up and and now the album, that she she has these sort of like embarrassing spoken word sections with like high school wisdom um, that she sort of insists on yeah. inserting between songs and and there's not an executive producer there to rein her in and say like you know what yeah it's actually not that deep let's just keep the grooves going but i think you know that's a good that's a good point and this is like the 
this is the um, this is the thing that designers do sometimes. It's like you think you're done with something, you you you've got it all put away. You got to go to bed. You got to sleep on it. Wake up in the morning. Take a look. Does this song still sound okay? Does this you know painting that I did still look okay? Does this chapter of this book I'm writing you you got to give a little time. And I think uh, yeah, with music sometimes the things that, that that creep in are like the Roadhead skit from oh boy. the Anderson Pac album. It's like uh, was that a is that a good idea? Right. Did, do you regret like hitting record on the master um, and, and letting that slide through? With with this album, it might be those 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 spoken. In the writing and the uh, theater games, you know, they call it "kill your babies." Uh, that's like an Oscar Wilde <laughs> quote or somebody's quote. Um, yeah, and it's just about you know, some even if they're very dear to you, you might need to throw them out. Yeah, throw them out. Thirty second place, a, a five way tie for thirty second place includes uh, the Carters, of course. You know Jay Z and Beyonce, uh, Pine Grove, who very beleaguered, lots of backstory there, but still, you know, I think it's a really solid album. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they come back next time. But also, Super Organism, self titled debut from um, what I can only call like an awkward pop group. Uh, based in London. We just read up on them. Uh, this is one that I think we're both just discovering from people's inclusion of it on yep. the list. This is uh, like uh, Brockhampton, who kind of bricked this year with their uh, with their album Iridescence. Uh, Superorganism met on the internet. There's a shit ton of them. There's, there's eight of them. Right. Uh, seven of them live in a flat together in London. Uh, and uh, so that's just a really interesting dynamic for music making. Uh, I'm going to definitely check out their full length. Um, after after reading a bit about their backstory, we just watched a video. And Everybody it was, wants to be famous. It was weird in a good way. We talked about descriptive words for for music, and and weird as a as a positive word. We decided, um, and I would I would I would call it a little weird. I mm. think you know if my dad saw it, he'd be like, "What yeah, is this, this garbage?" Is weird. I mean, self consciously weird, like trying to be. You know, uh, one of the things I read about them was that uh, some of the members bonded over their their shared love of internet memes, which definitely bears out in the video we just watched. Um, but uh, super cute. Check them out. Yeah. Tied for third. I'm sorry. Tied for 28th place. Now there are four of these. Uh, this includes the Beths. We've talked about a lot on this show. Tierra Whack. We've talked about a lot. Really love that that she got on the list. Um, Earl Sweatshirt. That's another. That's a. We didn't have a lot of hip hop representation, um, but the Earl Sweatshirt came out late in the year. Got a, got a lot of press. There's just something about Earl. I love the beats he chooses. I love love his kind of like grimy aesthetic uh, of like Mad Lib or Doomish beats, like real crate digging, cool samples, but under a layer of of gauze or like un- just run through some disgusting filters. Um, but I just just as a as a as a vocalist and a lyricist, he he has yet to reach me. I think he's a good. I, I hear your point. I think he's a good lyricist. I think he's an, a, got a unique vocal take, but something that I think about when I look at any artist, not just hip hop artists, um, is does this person have a point of view? Are they doing something unique or authentic to them that no one else is doing? Mm-hmm. Where if you listen to pop radio or, or R&B radio, you're hearing a lot of the same kind of thing. And that same kind of thing is just a slight tweak of like the auto tune kind of, you know, pop crossover stuff that's been happening for the last 10 years. And so while you're not hearing Earl Sweatshirt on... 
uh, WGCI, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you turn it on and it sounds like something original right. and, and uh, you're hearing an artist to, who's expressing their own point of view in a way that is uniquely them, yeah. um, which I give Vince Staples a lot of credit for as, as, as well. You know, these are artists that are kind of pushing against the grain of where maybe the mainstream is going, which is why, um, it, it landed in uh, you know the middle of the pack. Yeah, and also we've got our our votership uh, are full of folks who are about the, those cult followings, and uh, you know we're not the hippest of the hipsters, but um, also we're not you know just voting for shit because we heard it at CBS. Um, thank you. Know, I got an eight point five on uh, Pitchfork, so I got to put it in my top ten. Well, if something got an eight point five on Pitchfork, I'm definitely going to listen to it. Well, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, but, but that doesn't yeah, mean that doesn't you have to your point. stand stand over it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, cool. What else? Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward for Earl Sweatshirt to finally reach me because I do appreciate his talent uh, and his aesthetic, but for some reason, it just has yet to connect with me. Personally. Fair. 28th also in that tie group is, I just want to shout out Kississippi uh, as having the worst band name of, of any group in our top 40. I hadn't heard them at all. They're kind of in a Waxahachie, hop-along, uh, female-fronted, uh, you know, good, uh, countrified, indie folk rock thing. Um, but yeah, you've, you've named your band Kississippi and now you had to live with that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, all those reference points that you... Name there and have nothing more to add. 27th place uh, all by himself is Stephen Malkmus uh, and the Jicks. Uh, of course, the former pavement frontman. Uh, Middle America is a tune that that uh, we just listened to before we started. And I was like, oh, this sounds like classic pavement. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this um, because Malkmus is a, is, a, is, a, is a great songwriter. And he put out another record this year. Didn't, didn't listen to it first time around. Tied for 25th place, we've got Casey Musgraves and Rise. Skipping there. 24th place, Leon Casey Bridges. Casey Mus- Musgraves, though, that, that album got... Th- that it really album got slurped. Really got slurped this year. I listened, I can say I listened to that album like more than a handful of times. And it's good, but it's a little bit for the background, uh, yeah. in, 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 my, in my opinion. I didn't think it says... Maybe it's um, indicative of the the... Um, mediocre year in music that mm-hmm. that's ending up on so many people's like top tens and top fives. Even. Yeah. Well, and also I just got to, you know, downvote it because the, the disco fied single high horse is all about like, fuck your opinion blogger. And like, it is my job to, um, you know, to, to bristle against any sort yeah, of call out. Yeah. yeah. She called you out as a, as a white male. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, 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 me. Uh, yeah. Me non-white male it's t- bloggers. You know, it's tough to be like, to be in the Nashville system and try to like make a little bit of, of, uh, envelope push Fair. happen. Uh, and, and, you know, kudos to Musgraves for, for pushing that envelope. Oh, you know, I should listen to that pistol Annie's record. I don't know that. Yeah, let's cut that up. Um, Moving on. Let's see. We talked about uh, Casey, 24th, Leon Bridges, 22nd, two-way tie, Nao. Her review by Allison was on the site. And then you shouted this out, like, how weird that the Black Panther soundtrack uh, finished so high. It got one first-place vote and one second-place vote. Uh, The guy who gave it a first-place vote uh, is a a dude whose opinion I respect. And he said, like, he called out himself saying, like, how weird that a superhero movie soundtrack is my number one album for the year uh again p- potentially indicative of a down year yeah, year 
On to 20th place, we've got a tie between the internet, uh, much talked about on Tune Group, and Let's Eat Grandma, uh, who there's a, there's a mini review from Dan on the site. Uh, their record is I'm All Ears. These are two young ladies from, they are from, oh, are they from Bath? They're from Bristol. Where are they from? They're from uh, somewhere in the UK that's not London. Um, I really liked their 2016 record, I, Gemini, which is much weirder um, than th- this this record that crossed over from this year is just a little bit more standard pop. So let me get this right. Let's Eat Grandma is Let's a eat better grandma. band name than Kississippi. Oh, totally. Okay. Bad, okay. you know, bad geographic pun over weird, just, you know, left left field statements. Uh, fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, low, double negative. That finishes by itself in 19th. Uh, if you're into slowcore, why not? They're a, a beloved band amongst uh, a, a, a hipsters like ourselves. Uh, we have Amber Mark and Snail Mail tied for 17th. Lord Huron, number 16. Uh, this is some indie folk, kind of middle of the road-ish. There's a couple songs on this Lord Huron album that I think are really strong. And I was... Really interested to see, along with Brandy Carlisle, who was a little further down the list at 32nd place, I was surprised to see Lord Huron and Brandy Carlisle pop up on Barack Obama's year-end playlist. I did I did screenshot everything that Barack Obama loved, books, music, television, mm. movies. Uh, we have similar tastes, Barack Be more and like I, Barack. So, yeah, we have similar tastes anyway, so if he likes it, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. There's a couple of great songs on that Lord Huron album. It's, you, you know, I've been, over the holidays, it's it's a lot of um, in the kitchen together, you want to play something sort of uh, inoffensive uh, and, and not completely boring, so I've been listening to a lot of Iron and Wine and Ray LaMontagne, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Lord Huron is definitely, you know, in, in, that, in that pocket. My mom, if we're playing music and she's unfamiliar but she likes it she'll always ask if it's hooting the blowfish no yeah so if we you know if i were to play some lord here and she would be and she liked it she's like is is this hootie and we would tell her no 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 it's not for a while she would say is this pearl jam because we taught her about pearl jam okay and then like any rock music was pearl jam but hootie is kind of like Less edge. Is she self aware about this? Is it like is it a running gag with it's her? It's kind of a running gag. Oh, okay, now. all right. It's a little bit of a running gag, but um, so if there she was says, a good "Is this hootie?" Then yeah. you're like, "Oh, mom likes this." Mama like <laughs> Lord Huron. Uh, great, P- powering through number fifteen. U.S. girls talked about them in the in the poll. Uh, recap show a uh, precap 14th Lucy Dacus definitely got a review earlier in the year she was a pitchfork okay 13th place is the album that I am most excited that uh, to listen to that I had zero exposure to uh, before the poll and that is a Bristol uh, UK band called Idols I-D-L-E-S uh, it's their sophomore album uh, really great title I'm going to have to Google what that title was um, but yeah they kind of give me a Nick Cave vibe um, Joy as an Act of Resistance is the title of the album it's great it's a great title for our times and uh, yeah we just we just checked out one of their songs before we went on and I was like this is this is definitely up my angry alley right now yeah uh, so finally, let's get to our two just missed the top tenors. Uh, and first and second runners up. First and second runners up. Second runner up, Cardi fucking B. Cardi B. I mm. she got she got some late votes from uh, from some some more mainstream voters. 
I'm just going to go out on the record, and I don't want Cardi coming to my house and throwing a shoe at me. Cardi can't rap. She can yeah. rap. She can't write raps, right? I feel like she struggles to get the words out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And I think in this year when we were, you know, I think I explicitly did it in my LaCaylee 47 review, and I mentioned her and, uh, and Tierra Whack. I'm like, there's some really, and, uh, and there's another one who's in our top 10. Uh, there's some really terrific female out- MCs out there. What is it about Cardi uh, that made her break through? Is it I just think, that she was on a reality show? No, I think, I think what it is is we live in a world that worships at the altar of personality. Mm-hmm. And she's got a lot of it. Yeah. She's got a lot of it. I watched her um, carpool karaoke with James Corden, and she's charming. She's very, very charming. And I don't love the music. Again, like when I, you know, I'm talking about like, oh, it's, it's pop radio, and you're hearing this like rehashes, and she's making music that is familiar because you have heard it before because it's kind of recycled. And so the label system is behind it and have bought 40 plays a day. Right, right, exactly. So I, 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 I agree with you. She's not my favorite artist. I think she has talent as a, as a, as a rapper, as someone who can deliver lines in a way that's interesting enough to get people to sing along at a wedding. Mm-hmm. But um, in, in terms shoes. of the authenticity of her as a, you know, an artist with a real point of view, not my, not sure. my thing. I mean, I'm 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 not mad at I like it like that being resurrected for the the thirty seventh time. We, that's that's a great song to hear uh, all the time. You know, Jay Balvin. Uh, I'm on record as as really liking that guy. Yeah. Gave him some money. Um, but I just you know for people for like the Ringer, uh, great website. Uh, shout out to Mike Peters. Uh, for him to be for for the Ringer to like name that their their top album of the year. I'm, like objectively, what? No, well, that is a pop culture site. You know, yeah. like that is a that is a site that is really like keeping tempo with like the 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 modern tastes. Yeah, the modern man and woman's woman's taste. Mostly so, men. I mean, they still they still cover the NFL. So. Right, right. Um, but but yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's 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 a different kind of website than than, than sure. Tune Group, but good enough for twelfth place on our poll. Eleventh place. Nico Case just got edged out. Mm. Um, 4-0 review uh, on on the site. Uh, you know, indie hall of famer, a new pornographer, um, but it didn't make it to the top ten. You ready for the top ten, Seth? Let's do it. Hit me with it. Number ten. Matt Pierce and the Tune Group Top Forty. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Robin, honey. I thought maybe this had some recency bias because it was, I think, our our last review before we opened the no, poll. No, it's a great album. Um, but uh, Robin, I mean, she she comes with it. She even when she was putting out those interesting but not quite nailing it collaborative EPs in between Body Talk and Honey, always you know always writing in a 
in a in a pop vein, so not not saying anything too weird, not you know talking about standing on a mountaintop, throwing off car parts and cutlery, um, but writing in a pop vein in a way that's that's unique and engaging and truthful. And, but it's pop. Yeah, and 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 she has her wheelhouse for sure, uh, and her producers she likes to work with, and but she's older and wiser, and there's a lot of other things that she wants to, to talk about uh, it, using this vehicle that she has of, of, of dance music and they're great songs mm. yeah well so deserved. she she, she uh, rolls in at number 10 with 37 points uh, number not number nine I'm not gonna keep that up you can oh man I gotta keep it up okay keep going <laughs> no more listeners to this podcast Saba care for me I got angels running away. I got demons hunting me. I know pop with 25. I know Jesus 33. I tell death to keep a distance. I think he obsessed with me. I say, God, that's the one. I know she would die for me. They want a barcode on my wrist. To auction off the kids that don't fit that description of a utopia. Chicago MC. We saw him at Pitchfork. Uh, I re-listened to this album in preparing the the posts about its ninth place finish. And when it first came out, I just, I hadn't realized how really, really therapeutic it is. Uh, I know our reviewer, uh, Greg, uh, talked about uh, Saba doing the work, like doing the therapist work. But it's, especially in the back half of the album, it's, it's really just... These are the stories about my cousin who died and just unspooling his remembrances of, yeah, of having lost someone. Yeah. And personal is a real, like, well, it is and it isn't. We'll talk about this with our, our number five artist as well. Uh, it's becoming, is it a micro genre? Is it a genre that already exists within hip hop? Um, you know, there's a lot of like, I'm on antidepressant bragging in hip hop right now, but there's also a lot of uh, a lot of like these are my huge huge feelings um, and um, yeah a, a sort of lot of uh, journal sharing uh, that's that's going on in hip hop and I think for definitely a tune group audience uh, for a my friend type of audience that's that's where it's at you you know we don't in this moment in this cultural historical moment we don't. Really need? I don't need Migos. I don't need, you know, talking about fashion and, and cars and stuff. I'm, I I can I can take I can take Migos. Um, it's Cardi B where I kind of draw the line. But there's another line, and for me, the Saba album was somewhat inaccessible mm-hmm. um, because of, of of that reason. Because mm-hmm. it was so deeply personal so specific and so specific. So here's 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 the dichotomy, I guess. Uh, I'm. Sorry, I'm going to keep referencing the uh, James Corden carpool karaoke, <laughs> but you know he he talks to her about how she can't drive, but she's bought like ten cars in the last uh, couple years, mm-hmm. and you know she's got the Lambo and she's got the Porsche, and so James Corden is kind of like, well, why, why do you have these cars if you if you can't drive? And she's like, so I can rap about them, you know, <laughs> and it's just like. That's exactly why I can't get I can't get into Cardi B, um, but it's for the same reason on the other end of the spectrum that the Saba album is tough for me because I don't think it's ne- it's necess- not musically my favorite album. He's not um, my favorite rapper in terms of his delivery or mm-hmm. his skills mm-hmm. as a as an MC or as a lyricist. So it is this very personal thing, and I know that there are people in Chicago that probably 
cling to that album because of the relatability um, that, that, it, that it has to, to their own lives or the lives of people that they know. Um, but but for, for, for me, and this is not to say that I have to personally or connect deeply with every album I listen to, um, it, it just... It, it, it demonstrates that dichotomy in the world that we listen to. And, and I think that um, it's it's someone with a point of view, very strong point of view versus someone who's kind of like playing the part and, mm. and playing the role. And I think I should be doing this. So I'm going to buy the car so I can ad lib Lambo in, in right. the song. But also like not, I mean, maybe Cardi will eventually come around and, you know, she'll unpack that insecurity and she'll be able to uh, articulate. I hope so. <laughs> but, you know, she, I feel like I I know a little bit about like the Cardi B story, mm-hmm. the backstory. There's some good stuff there and there's probably some, <laughs> excuse me, Cardi B deep cuts that um, I don't know a lot about where she where she speaks to that. But um, this is Saba's debut album and he goes right for like, this is what's in front of my face right now. Mm. Um, and maybe what's in front of Cardi B's face right now is, you know, trying to make money and yeah. buy cars. Well, she's already been on what a, she's doing. Yeah. Man, we're, we're so all over Cardi B on much more than I anticipated. <laughs> Welcome to the underside of the bus, Cardi B. <laughs> Shall we move on to number eight? Please. Hop along. Bark your head off, dog. So cool. very little to add about them. Should we just move on? Yeah. Seventh place, Beach House. complicated relationship with Beach House. I don't think hate is complicated. I think it's pretty, like, down the middle. Matt, you hate Beach House. I fucking hate Beach House. Oh, my God. Um, But they made it to the top ten. They did. And that's fine. That's fine. No, it didn't kill me because I was, uh, you know, I said as this was all shaping up um, that it's been a, it's maybe been a while since there was something that I could, uh, that I could gleefully Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been since uh, 2014 when the War on Drugs finished second in the yeah. poll uh, that I've that I've had an opportunity to be like, wow. You knows what you like and you knows what you hate. Yeah, and you know, I, um, I, you know what, you guys, just uh, for me to repeat any of my uh, A1 zingers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just go and check out our, you know, our our, our little blurb about Beach House. Um, Do you think if you played, like, the third Beach House album for someone and you just told them it was the most recent album, that they would know? That's the thing, Seth, is that they are completely indistinguishable. How a band can last 
as long as they have without a, 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 nary a wrinkle uh, in in the palette uh, is is beyond me. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Like, yeah. I, if you love. If you love the sound of constant sound and nothing ever jumping out or surprising you or... Yeah, and that's why... I don't know. That's just why I'm, I'm like, it's it's a white noise machine with the emphasis on white. Um, Beach said. House. Enough said. Number six, Parquet Quartz. Opposite. Uh, those guys are white, but they are uh, well. If the only thing about about wide awake uh, is that you know is, is potential like oh these white guys are talking about being wide awake, t- talking about being woke, and this is. I guess if they were just jumping on the bandwagon of social consciousness, then then that would be like gross. But uh, Andrew Savage and and these dudes have been have been you know ranting about capitalism and uh and making excellent points through um their their jagged and and disheveled uh jangle punk punk, jangle punk uh since they came out earlier this decade um i think 2012 i just listened to their debut uh which i'd never gotten a hold of american specialties and it's very Raw, very raw. <laughs> Rough around the edge. I was like, "Wow, they really made quite a jump a year later when Light Up Gold came out." Well, um, that's why I like Wide Awake so much, is because they've started to explore different sonic stylings. Mm, I would say mm-hmm. um, they employ two two vocalists um, and and use um, you know it, it's it's not going to put you to sleep. Right, uh, kind of playing off of what we were talking about with uh, the Beach House album. It's really all over the place in like a in a uniquely eclectic way um, that kind of true to the title of the album does keep you on your toes and mm. keep you listening. Like, what are they trying to do here? What's the message here that they're trying to to, to point out there? And yeah, it is a little bit of play on the like staying woke, but uh, I think it's a good. Um, I think if there's an album uh, in our top ten that is looked at in maybe twenty years as being really kind of an I- iconic uh, album. This is this is one of the, the, the top two or three for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, they talk about, like, they, to just, like, say, oh, they talk about this topic doesn't automatically create an endorsement, but if they do it in, in an interesting way that doesn't seem forced and gross, then kudos to you to, to, to talk about global warming, to talk about violence's daily life is, is you know, is one of the, one of the, the song refrains. Um... Yeah, I, they they remind me of, of the Clash a lot right now. They've they've 
figured out how to not they're great musicians but they figured out how to not tighten it up so much that uh, that they lose their edge um, and they, they haven't lost their sense of humor either. right they still yeah the, really hold on to that uh, and I didn't know that, uh, and, and I think part of what makes this this record great is, and I've, I've said this before about you know it, they take a lot of the styles that they've hit upon in previous albums and and represent them, plug them in song by song over uh, a diverse and, and variance full album, uh, and it's and they did they went out and got Danger Mouse yeah to produce I, this and it shows it shows so yeah Parquet Courts I mean. You know, a lot of times I'll get I'll get a submission of somebody's top ten, and it's all um, white guys with guitar albums, and I'll be like, "Oh Jesus, listen to something else." Uh, this is my favorite white guys with guitars album this Jesus, year. Jesus, Matt. Number five. I not just, a white guy, not a guitar person. Number five is No Name. No Name. Room twenty five. Whiskey with the team, got it bubbling. I got trees in my luggage. I got teens. I lined and hope you can What you say? Fuck is you say? say I've been at the age hotel. You gotta tell me Fuck is you say? I've been on the way. What you saying? I'm making runs. I'm right on track. I'm in this field. I'm shocked. You put me in my field. She made it clap, 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 Think I'm a liar like the old Bama kid After all, never heard it so country so slick But the skin smooth and these shoes contradict You can hop right off of my country Team, got it bubbling, I got trees in my luggage I got teens out of London, hope you can What you say, fuck is you say You say you haven't at the age hotel, you gotta tell me uh, this is an album that I didn't gravitate strongly to when it first came out, and then uh, if you read our Pitchfork Festival reca- recap, you'll see that I didn't have great things to say about her her set. I said it was kind of low energy. Uh, tough festival act. Tough festival act, particularly on the main stage. Uh, but I, I listened to it two and a half times today, and and I and I really, really quite like it. People love this album. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, so she's willfully out here not yelling and screaming. So, and that's part of, part of my, uh, difficulty in coming to her, uh, is that her, her, her flow, her vocal style is, is, is so soft and reserved that in that festival setting, it really got swallowed up. And sometimes, uh, listening to music as I frequently do at work, uh, in the home when there's other things going on, on the commute, it, it, it fades into the background if it's not reaching out and grabbing me but today I really made a conscious effort to really tune in um, and I and I really respect what she's doing so she's pulling things out of her own personal life she's tying them into the world at large uh, you know this the, the shitty state of the world that's going on right now um, and and again just like parquet courts but obviously in a 180 degree different way she's not being gross about it she's keeping it truthful uh, just being honest to herself um, and uh, and yeah so um, no name. Well done. Self self release this one too. Good for her. 
I also just wanted to add one more thing. I know I'm sort of dominating you here, Seth. You uh, <laughs> can always dominate me, Matt. Gross. Um, not gross. Totally cool. Um, I, I wonder if this is the golden age of Chicago hip-hop right now, because mm. this is two Chicago hip-hop acts in our top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, there's also, uh, like, Mick Jenkins had a, had a really strong album this year that just sort of fell by the wayside. Uh, there's there's a, there's co- this constant, you know, Chance didn't even put out an album this year. And so... Release some new music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of new music. Yeah, like you six, count, count six songs, collaborations. yeah. Collaborations. Yeah. So I it, I just, you know, is it the, this the, this generation who were, you know, 10, 10 years old, teenagers-ish, when Kanye came to prominence, and, and Kanye was noted at the time that he uh, that he rose to fame uh, about be, being someone who wrote about personal topics, um, yeah. who, who you, you know who did things unique musically uh, and so with chance as a leader this generation of, of Chicago hip-hop artists um, are doing that they're 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 being they're they're writing from personal points of view uh, but they're also looking globally they're 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 talking about serious issues uh, they're maintaining a sense of humor they collaborate within a community um, so yeah I I don't know when has there been a better or or certainly never a, a tighter Chicago hip-hop community is what, what we're experiencing right now. It's a tight uh, community for sure. They've been prolific in the last couple of years, and I think that's another one of those things where we will keep our finger on the pulse and time will tell. Um, maybe maybe it could it could get better from, from, from where we are today as well, too. The only thing it's missing is Common. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Common uh, uh, over the last year on, on this podcast in particular. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the final four? Hit me up. Final four. Kamasi Washington, Heaven and Earth is number four. about this album uh, getting uh, such uh, uh, such widespread mainstream love when in 2015 Seth we, we, we had to do some some dragging of, yeah. of people to, to get them to pay attention to the epic so I think that uh, he- heaven and earth is like a great great record um, and I thought the epic what is a classic it's mm-hmm. an all-timer mm-hmm. um, I think for me personally, I got, I was exposed to a lot of other new jazz scenes since, I mean, Kamasi is the, is, is the godfather of like the new movement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, since that came out, there's been a really great resurgence in New York and in um, uh, London and, and even in LA, certainly in Chicago, where uh, I'm starting to, you know, just like go digging on discogs and finding these different players and they're different releases that I, I, I felt like I had so much jazz this year to um, 
in jest that Heaven and Earth for me was kind of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And it felt like he was trying to do the epic Mm 2.0. And I didn't think that it was quite as um, successful as the epic. But there were um, maybe five of the 15 or 20 songs that are on there that are just classics. Really, really great classics or really, really great interpretations of of classics. Um, However, I would love to see Kamasi do something like a little more dialed back. Like I love what he did with the Truth um, EP. Um, Harmony of Difference. I'm sorry, Harmony every time. Oh, every time. (laughs) I call it that because the 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 the, yeah the the final summation. The 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 biggest movement in that was the was the song called Truth. But the Harmony of Difference EP, where um, you know he explored an idea in music over seven tracks, uh, culminating with this beautiful beautiful song Truth at the end. that is really what I want to see more of from him. This felt a little bit too disparate, where the epic had a nice kind of focus across three LPs, right. if you can call it a focus. Um, so I'm glad to see that it made our top 10. I'm thrilled to see an artist like Kamasi Washington continue to get um, pub and, ex- and exposure. Um, but for me personally, I, I think I had three uh, musical, three jazz artists on my in my top ten list, and none of them were named Kamasi. Right. One was Makayo, one was Joe, and who was one was Kamal Williams. Kamal Williams, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, is it the epicer? Uh, I don't know. Um, the epicist. <laughs> but an interesting thing, you know, he's now he's going to go work on on a film featuring the music from Heaven and Earth. Maybe he's going to go in some new directions. I think film scoring, listening to Heaven and Earth today, I was like, you know what? The film scoring could be a place for yeah. you. Um, the knock on Kamasi is that he's not the best soloist in the world. And, and so you the- hear it on Heaven and Earth. You start to hear mm-hmm. the da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na. Like, okay, I've heard that trick on the yeah. epic. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, he's definitely an amazing curator. He's a great band leader. Uh, he's a great arranger, uh, arrangementer. Um, and uh, there's, like you said, there's a lot of, of great stuff to unpack on Heaven and Earth. If, if Heaven and Earth was your first exposure to Kamasi Washington, you are absolutely right to love it. Uh, but go check out the epic and Harmony of Difference and also Micaiah McRaven. Great. Number three. Father John Misty, God's favorite customer. Go listen to the entire podcast that we did about this one. We get drunk and listen to the album and Misty we talk just, about it. And Misty just keeps coming with the goods. This is, I think he's the first person to ever in our in the eight years of this poll to have four uh, to four, have four records land in the top 40, three in the top five. So um, yeah, Misty. You did it. You did it, FJM. Number two, Be the Cowboy by Mitski. Yeah. My God, I'm so lonely, so I open the window to hear sounds of people, to hear sounds of people. Venus, planet of love, was destroyed by global this record it's a good one Miski 
super talented. Love to see greater exposure for her. Uh, I, like many, was first exposed to her through Puberty 2. Then, you know, went back for uh, Bury Me at Makeout Creek. Um, So, for me, Be the Cowboy is not my favorite Mitski album. I find it a little meandering, melodically. And, uh, and also dynamically, I'm like, does this album want to be bombastic? Does it want to be quiet? Um, so uh, I, I, under, I understand it. Like, I understand it's, it's, it's personal. It's unique. Uh, sh- her personality is, is fascinating. Um, she's bringing something different. Uh, you know, not as weird and outre as St. Vincent, uh, but, not, but, but not, you know, crunchy granola. To me, this is where they had her slotted, whoever they are, the record company, mm-hmm. her people, her handlers. But they had her slotted. Like this was the break. This was going to be the breakout album, right? And it was. Throw some synths um, in. But it definitely, it definitely saw her take her sound to a, a new level, take a lot of risks. And if we're going to continue to play the juxtaposition game of like these artists that are, you know, contemporaries in our in our top ten, if you look at a band like Parquet Courts who this is, um, you know, there are a number of albums into their career, they were able to kind of work with a, uh, a, a well-known producer, make um, a big sonic jump, um, be very eclectic, and still kind of hold it all together. There was cohesion. Um, I really liked the Mitski album. I liked it more than you, you did. It did not make my top 10. Um, but I think that there are really, really great things in store for her. What I, what I hear on this album are a lot of great kernels of, um, of of things to come and directions that she could go in. And any one of those directions she goes would be exciting. Or if she decides to go in all of them again on her um, on her next album, I think we have uh, a lot to, to look forward to. So the future is really bright for Mitski. It wasn't um, my number two album of the year. It wasn't in my top ten. But uh, I think this is one that will also... Um, kind of be remembered in, in 2018 as, as, as one of the good ones. I love her being on the playing field as one of one of the major voices um, in, in indie rock. Um, we have, uh, in, in 2019, we're about to get a new Sharon Van Etten album, and I sort of see her, uh, not to continuously compare, you know, one female artist to another female artist, but I sort of see her at, at that level as, you know, someone who is, who's unique and, and, and truthful, uh, and, and well-loved, uh, and who every time that they come out, you're going to pay attention. Accurate. Number fucking one, Seth. Number one. Oh, see, you did. You did the sing, sing the jingle. Number one. one. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should do discordant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever we do the discord, the, the discordant barbershop, the tune group <laughs> countdown, which we should do. We should do weekly top forty. You got the time to edit that for me? Sure. Yeah. Great. Top forty. Let's um, make it fifty. When I put on the site, I, I wrote on the site, I said it in the poll preview, there is no clear front runner for number one. I was almost immediately proven wrong. I was almost immediately reminded, oh no, this is this is the album that's that's gonna have to win. Knowing it. our circle we run in yeah. makes a lot of sense. Pop leaning people, not not pop pop leaning people, but people who like a little bit of pop in their life. People yeah. who aren't like, oh man, did you guys listen to that new Nils From? Uh, shout out to Nils From, got some votes this year. Um, you know, not not free jazz ass people, but also not Ariana Grande people. Right. We, wanna, um, we wanna dance, we wanna be a little bit woke when we do. Yeah, we wanna be we wanna be thoughtful, we yeah. wanna push, push push things a little bit forward. Um, but also let's think about, you know, the, 
sexy people. Yeah. We do not, you know, we're not hanging out with people who are neutered ass people. We we hang out with like really sexed up people is people, what you're trying yeah, to say? People be just out there with their genitals. Have we said who the who's number one is yet? I think people should just say it. Listening at home or on the train right now, say it. Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Say it. Say it. Okay, now we're going to say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Chanel, Chanel Monet. Oh, you knew it. You yeah. knew it. You, you said, said it before we did. You didn't know. You up there knew it. All of the feelings that I've got for you Can't be explained but I can try for you Yeah baby don't make me spell it out for you You keep on asking me the same questions Why? And second guessing all my intentions Should know by the way I use my compression That you got the answers to my confessions it's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender and emotional sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me yeah. feel. Dirty computer. Dirty computer. That's your number one. If you if you think about like the album drops this year, like the Carters obviously was a was a big one, um, with like the kind of out of nowhere there. Here's a video of us dancing in the Louvre. Yeah, this one did not come out of nowhere, but it had a big lead up. Yes, there were the videos. And return of the big lead up. Yeah, the big the big lead up. Thirty this is return of the big lead up. Thirty thirty minutes short film video short film. that includes all of the songs in the album. Yeah, I, which I thought was like really, really well done. Big press tour in which she says some shit that she knows is gonna get attention, but it's true, so she's gonna say it anyway. I'm pansexual, what? Yeah, and someone who was nominated for some film awards yeah. last year, and then the follow-up, I've got this great album. You know, we're recording this after the day after day the after Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. She presented. She presented, and I'll tell you what, I think of anyone that uh, got up on the stage last night to present or accept an award, she had the reception from the crowd that was the most loving of, of anyone. She's just so regal and assured and... Uh, She's bulletproof. Yeah. Who doesn't like Janelle Monet? What could she do to fuck it all up? Let's manage and ruin. Oh, manage and ruin. <laughs> You're marked up for another day. We will manage and ruin your So career there you for have you. it. Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer. No big surprise here. Uh, well deserved. Uh, you know, going back, let's see, last year was Kendrick Lamar, the year before that, Beyonce. Um, so we're in a pretty good hip hop and RB run now. But uh, yeah, not, not really a great challenger. She won it fairly handily. Not the hugest landslide we've ever had, um, but, uh, but a solid, solid victory for Monet. That's it. That's that's over. Well, we didn't read off every single one, but that's that's one more year in the book. So if you want to see the, the the unedited top forty with all the vote tallies, uh, you can check out tunegroup.com where uh, we've been counting down the top ten. By the time this podcast is posted, the top ten will be up. You can go and read all of our comments and a lot of our past reviews of these albums and some of their live shows that we saw last year uh, as well. Because remember, we were totally on it. We called most of this shit. You think? 
<laughs> you no. think? No. Um, also, I'll throw up a I'll throw up a Spotify playlist with uh, with a representative song from each of the forty five albums on the on the the top forty list uh, for you to give a little sampler before diving deeper. Thanks so much for listening this deep uh, through all my ramblings and Seth's patience. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, you know, t- tell your best friend you love him. I love you. Oh, I love you too, Seth. Bye. Baby, pink is the truth you can't hide. Maybe pink like the folds of your brain. Crazy pink as we all go insane. So here we are in the car, leaving traces of us down the boulevard. I want to fall through the stars, getting lost in the dark is my favorite part. Let's count the ways we could make this last forever. Sunny, money, keep it funky, touch your top it, let it down. Ooh.